is. <laughs> every every time, that's always a nice little <laughs> pick me up to start things off. Um, um yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I was just saying it's the same for me. Uh, yeah, I'm still like recovering, getting through this sickness of like I'm at the end of a cough, kind of, and like it's so gross. The flu yeah. is like I get the flu like once every year, pretty much, and it was like horrible this year so bad i i never get the flu actually which is Mm. crazy um but i also never get a flu shot so do do you get flu shots uh i don't think i ever have no really probably should yeah but uh i know flu shots are like fake actually are they yeah it's like they develop a flu shot and it's like well, there's like a chance that the flu this week might possibly be what we like prepared for in the flu shot. It's like algorithmic. It's like crazy. Oh, like uh, it's like predictive, sort of. Like yeah, they, it's predictive. They make it's what like, they how they think it's going to mutate, and it kind of yeah. like might or might not, and so it might so work. It's and... Basically useless, like most of the time, anyways. And if you're not mm. getting, I don't know. It's that sounds about right then. I think my uh, my skipping it, maybe uh, maybe I uh, maybe I intuited that somehow. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you get a flu shot every year, I don't like. I can't like associate with that. That's really scary to me. Yeah, I don't need it's to like... always be getting shots. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, like we're in like kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My mom just told me she got her third COVID booster. <laughs> I was like, nice. <laughs> She's like, well, I feel very safe. And I'm like, okay, that's good. It's like, I, I'll forget yes. they're coming out with COVID boosters. And then, so lately, this is really crazy, but I've I've gotten into listening to NPR when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. I, I don't it's know nice why. And, <laughs> it's, it's like nice like, and comfortable. There's like a. I used to listen to This American Life sometimes, <clears> and I think yeah. that's still kind of a good show. But like in general, like it's very, it's still I think like very twee and very like uh, like precious, and uh, mm. it has, it has like a warmth to it that uh, I could see how it could make sense like waking up to it or something. Yeah, it's like I'll when i get up in the morning because i started waking up like a lot earlier i put on npr and it's just like nice to hear these like people who stopped aging in 2010 talk about like (laughs) they talk about things like they're normal and it's really like nice like they don't talk about balenciaga they don't talk about like anything trending they're just like yeah Mm. so china here's what's going on in china and then they'll play Mm -hmm. like like Alex G as like a instrumental <laughs> break and then like death grips. It's really weird. I don't uh, know what's going on there. That uh, uh that's funny. Yeah, that also makes me think of a uh, one of one of the the best like NPR thing to me is uh or was uh Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> I don't think it exists anymore, but like it's the most <laughs> Like like hokey. Do you, are you, do you know Prairie Home Companion? It I'm was not, uh, no. uh, it was with Garrison Keeler, and it was like 
I don't know. I think his his portion of it has been gone for years. Like he got canceled at one oh, point yeah. for like exposing himself to some assistant or something. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, yeah, the show is like the most uh sentimental and like silly I don't I don't know how to explain it, but uh it's uh it's it feels like the the flagship NPR show. Of, or the most representative of like their the specific type of like brand that they have that I like about them for being like very I don't know that was a I always loved that and uh, yeah it sounds like the waking up thing maybe is like part of that yeah well it, um, was it just about like prairie life or like what was um it's it's it consisted of a lot of lot of different skits that like a uh, keeler would write and they were it was like a like a weekly or like bi-weekly show and so a lot of times they were like topical and they're always really like hokey and silly and they they there were all these really campy aspects of it where they would they had like a bunch of different products like fake products that they would advertise during the skits and like they had all these uh I don't know. Yeah, they did that, and they did like yeah. mus- musical guests that were like, especially like Americana music and like folk music. Um, and yeah, it was just like all hosted by Keeler, and uh, it was like really tongue in cheek, and it was like a it was like a variety yeah. show, like a family variety hour type thing. Yeah, that um, sounds and they really did, like live shows. Yeah. yeah, it sounds really cozy, very um, like Sufjan Stevens or whatever. <laughs> kind of kind of yeah it definitely it definitely is cozy is a good word for it i like uh over thanksgiving i like started to listen to like an old thanksgiving episode of it because i wanted like i wanted a hit of that uh of that spirit prairie home companion Mm. yeah it sounds very like fall wintery to me yeah yeah you know um why did we start talking about NPR? Um, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> uh, you said you were getting up earlier. And, uh, yeah. Uh, was, uh, <clears throat> uh, okay. Where should uh, where should we start here? We got a few things. I I think we should get the Alex Jones stuff out okay. of the way first. Okay. For for me, this uh, this <clears throat> Kanye Nick Fuentes Alex Jones appearance has been like the peak of Kanye's like extended crusade here. Yeah, the, uh, absolutely. Uh the theatrics of it, like uh so the awesome jacket and wearing a weird face <laughs> mask. Uh so mm, let's go straight okay, just just like the the craziest part of it to me was him doing the like Netanyahu thing. That is the thing I'm like never gonna forget. I feel like when he pulled out like the Yahoo. Yeah, he had a net, and he was like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) It feels silly to even like recount it, but the voice that he does with it, like, I've never like felt more like like him. People calling Kanye crazy when he was holding that net with the mask on his face Mm-mm. doing the <laughs> voice. It was like an Elmo voice or something. It was some kind of like <laughs> I don't know. I, but when he was doing that during the interview, I was like, I, I've never seen anything crazier out of him than that. 
I'm I'm gonna be honest, like all of 2016, everyone was always like, "Man, this doesn't even feel real." And I was like, "I I don't know. It kind of feels really real, honestly." All of 2017, 18, mm. 19, 2020, everyone, whenever it came to like political stuff or even just like pop culture, everyone was always like, this feels so surreal. Like, this is crazy. Mm. This character arc is crazy. Mm. And I never felt that way. And for the first time ever watching the Alex Jones interview, <laughs> I absolutely, I was like, this is, this is like actually unbelievable. Like, I can't believe I'm watching this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Some of, uh, I, it also occurred to me that I don't think I, you know, I recalled one other time, but uh, very like rarely, like, have I ever heard like any kind of like public figure saying things like that and like talking about like, you know, the Jews generally and yeah, like saying, no, I mean, crazy. he's doing, he's doing just open Holocaust denial and like, yeah. he said, I'm a Nazi and he like did all this, uh, yeah, and he, I guess I guess kind of normally he was taking shots against you know people he has grudges against in media or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, there were he he was just like determined just to you know go as far as he could go. And well, that's the thing is like you know he the claim I've seen is like well he's not a Nazi but he said he loves Nazis because like and I I get it like. As a Christian, you know, you love, you know, love conquers all or whatever. And like, I get, yeah. I get what he's trying to say, yeah. but you don't normally say I like Nazis, you know, like that's not normally the way you communicate that message. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy. And even the it- people I've seen like defending it, like, they kind of don't even follow that route and they just sort of speak on it like in the same way that it, they've been speaking on Kanye for a while now, which is like, oh, like he's doing 5G chess right now. Like he doesn't mean it, mm. but he's doing something with it. And it's like, I, I feel yeah. like no one can believe this is happening. I think, uh, I think even, even that is a, okay. So yeah, throughout he was using the, uh, um, what the word the justification that mm. you know we're supposed to love everyone like uh yeah. <laughs> but uh it still felt like the actual like thrust of it was him like he was you know he was grinding his axe you know it wasn't yeah. you know even even like while those things are true like it it still didn't feel like he was uh you know he was saying i love nazis like because you know he was actually appealing to the you know christ said love everyone thing yeah of course it it felt you know it was was just still more like he's you know he's on his crusade against the these people who have you know i don't know locked his bank account or got him out of uh different deals and stuff like that yeah Um, i mean although that is true i for some reason i remember that just like from growing up as a kid like we would uh there would always be that like you'd see it come up sometimes like how you're supposed to love everyone. And it would, it would be like a semi-controversial thing to say when you were talking about, you know, killers and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though it was always true, it was just, uh, yeah. So it seemed like he was, he was picking that back up. Uh, Yeah. I hadn't heard that kind of used in a long time, but I recalled that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I like, 
I love Kanye. I I've loved Kanye for like a long time. Mm. But it's one of those things where like I don't know, I can't I find it hard to explain like even to myself, like some of his actions, even if like because I don't like buy the five G chess narrative entirely. Five G chess. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. That's that was good. a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I don't buy the fi- like 45D chess. Um, <laughs> 5G. Narrative. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but I also don't buy that he's completely like stupid. You know, it's... I, it's yeah. It's, yeah. It, um, it's so, he doesn't, yeah. He doesn't... Uh, he doesn't try to like sound smart. Uh, he... Mm-hmm. He has, you know, from what he was saying, like all the, all the like biblical stuff he's bringing up, like this is all stuff that like he researched and like, you know, he's putting together for himself for his own, like, I don't know, his own ideas and his own, his own faith, like architecture, maybe say that he, he, well, when, when it comes out of him, I think he is just less interested in, uh, making it sound like intellectual even if you know it uh his like searching comes from like that kind of place like Mm. he's not uh yeah he's not committed to uh he doesn't need to communicate himself in the same way that like fuentes does on the show there or you know or even the way like jones does sometimes it's like that was interesting that jones like uh jones jones pushed back a little bit um on uh, some of the stuff he said. Yeah. He clearly was like kind of trying to like cut away or like get away from what was being said. It was kind of like, and other people were like reflecting on this. It was crazy to see like Alex Jones like out of his depth. Like that was very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuentes was just like smiling the whole time. It was so crazy. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have, uh, there it was it was definitely like everyone knew it was the Kanye show, so it wasn't oh, yeah. uh, you know Kanye would I, like be like over to you sometimes and then yeah. Nick would have some kind of like pithy thing to say. say I, quickly, but. I almost like part of me I'm just so like I, I wanna like sympathize and pity people so much that I'm like I'm like maybe like Kanye's just hanging around with the wrong kids. Like maybe they're in the wrong way. No, like a six-year-old. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I wonder. That's that kind of makes me wonder. You know, I wonder like who ends up reaching out to who when, uh, you know, you end up is is this like is this like Kanye like reaching out to like people like Fuentes and Alex Jones or is it him fielding all these requests and then like picking out the ones that look right or like. I don't know. I wonder how that all like came together in the first place. I mean, he yeah. got on like a lot of he got on a lot of people's radar when he, you know, went and visited Trump and everything like on, you know, the right and like all right or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah it's a uh, wonder I that think, actually happens. I feel like he's just kind of making a rookie mistake, which is like in like the field he's kind of in right now, you're supposed to signal like, "Oh yeah, you know, like there's a group of people and they're really evil and they control everything, especially Hollywood and the banks and mm-hmm. this and that. And they're liars and schemers and, you know, they want the great replacement and all this, but you're not really supposed to say 
the Nazi part. You know, you're not supposed to say like, I like Hitler. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed yeah. to walk up to it, but never get there. And like, I think Kanye, I think he's very excitable. Mm. Um, and I think he, I don't know. I, I feel like he's gotten into this world and maybe like Kanye's never been afraid to like go there and then keep going. So like, I think that might be part of the problem here. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's yeah. you know he's really he's starting the uh, Kanye 2024 <laughs> presidential campaign with a splash with this one. That's for sure. This I feel is, like uh, he's letting it all go too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, he's it, it's a. Uh, it's gonna be a very different path to victory for uh for Kanye and uh <laughs> I don't know where you uh where you go after this, yeah. Um Yeah. Do you follow this up? Yeah, it's you know, one other thing I was thinking of during it, he also he also did like there's like a there's a Gavin McInnes interview that he did like just yesterday or a couple days ago with mm-hmm. Fuentes also. And he said like all these same things, but I noticed that neither uh, Alex Jones nor McInnes, when when Kanye would like bring up Hitler stuff or like I love Nazi stuff, they would never, they would never like like press him on it in like a normal way. Like they would, they reacted like sort of like with defensiveness, but they would never be like, uh, they would never say like say more about that. I think no. I think you could actually like kind of catch Kanye in something like if you if you like press him. Or just like let ask him to like speak more on that because I think he's sort of expecting that when he says stuff like that that it's only going to be received in one way, like defensively mm. and like trying to shut him down, and that it would it would be interesting to see if he just pivots back to like because that's another thing he does too is he'll go back to like a Jesus is King thing if he's like yeah. if he has nothing left to say and like some, he's asked like a substantive question that he just doesn't have an answer to he'll be like well I just got it he'll just go back to you know a Christian thing say Jesus is King and try to reroute it or something but uh, I don't know I wonder uh, I wonder if there's more to that I wonder if he's been uh, you know looking into a uh, World War Two or something like that or what he has to say about it yeah, I mean, does he? Do you think he like knows about World War Two history? Like, <laughs> I think he's read I, the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Like, I don't know. I you yeah. know, I'd I'd really like I'd like to see. Uh, you know, I I'm interested in the uh, the you know uh, the Black Israelites and uh, you know all the I I don't know what yeah. like the right name is Hebrew nationalists the guys that mm-hmm. have been around the Barclays Center recently. Yeah, well, that's, uh, like, the first thing I thought of, honestly, was I was like, it's crazy this um, has become mainstream. Well, yeah, I want to see, I want to see him, like, uh, talk to, like, a a group of them or something, or have, or have, like, him and, like, Kyrie and, like, you know, maybe one of them or something like that. Someone someone needs to, like, platform a, you know, someone high up in the, uh, in the Hebrew nationalist, Hebrew Israelites, or however, yeah, that would be, uh. A good yeah. thing to, yeah. I like want want to talk about like Yakub and stuff or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Crazy stuff. Ah, um, we're we're climbing Yakub's ladder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So that's the. Speaking of that, there's yeah. there's a there's a semi-famous uh, shooter who uh, had Yakub on his wall for a long time. Um, he lived in like an apartment where it was just like him, a bed, all his guns, and like a poster of Yakub on which, the wall. Which one was that? That was the subway shooter, right? Um, no. It, this was like a, this was like a young kid. Uh, I don't remember what what he did. Um, but no, he was younger. Frank James. Yeah. He's, a, he's going to, his trial was just set, I think, recently. He's going to, he's going to be a trial, um, like early, early next year. It's so messed up when someone does a mass shooting and they don't, like, not to sound crazy, but, like, kill themselves during it. Because, like, I feel yeah. like that was the blueprint for so long. Like. Yeah. And yeah. now these people, like, they're letting themselves be, like arrested mm. i think you know i think in some way it's a it makes sense because a lot of them were such nobodies like before mm. they did their big crime and now they're you know even if they you know they go to prison they're gonna get mail and they're gonna like have something yeah. big and new to think about i almost um, i see it as like like um i don't know what word to use it's just like kind of like wimping out almost like like i feel like you're supposed to go all the way when you do something like that it's like well i i made my message mm. and this is it and it's yeah, like why would you stay alive you know you're going to jail for the rest of your life like yeah yeah you get to stop yeah. a burger if you want but besides that like it's over mm. a uh, a funny thing with frank james was that uh when the when the police got him apparently he he kept telling them that he was just like a normal passenger on the train he was like it wasn't me i was just <laughs> i was just on the train with the rest of the people like he has all his guns on him and he's like saying all that <laughs> not um, bad not bad yeah you know it's a when you're in a desperate situation like once you're finally caught it's sometimes you say like crazy stuff like that um he was like a weird sad case it's uh oh, yeah. i saved a bunch of his videos a bunch of like YouTube. <laughs> He was like a huge he's like a, a really dorky kind of guy. He like the way he talked and like I mean he had a, a lot of anger also, but like he was dorky in that like he had like a a name for, he 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 thought of himself as like a superhero sort of. He he called himself the prophet of doom. He's like I am the prophet of doom and I'm going to do this and this. It was like he was a like a superhero villain or something, right? Yeah. And uh, that's like what that was his moniker online and like that's what he made his videos about and uh and then that turned into like his you know grand plan of like shooting through the smoke right he th i think it was like he thought it was like this big like cinematic thing that like i'm gonna get smoke grenades and uh shoot through the smoke and that's gonna be my big thing i don't think he actually even killed anybody but it was uh really? yeah yeah i'm pretty sure um, but, uh, yeah, I, that's my, like, impression, like, of him overall is that he was, like, a dork or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I always, I, I got the impression, like, the Yakub thing was, like, a plant. Like, he was just kind of, like, trying to troll or whatever. Was that part of Frank James's thing? Wait, I didn't, I didn't I'm, think so, was, I'm uh, sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting shooters. There's too many shooters. <laughs> Hold it's on. It's true. It's true. 
Who's so many what, shooters they can't keep up. What are we, what, who's our shooter today, by the way? What are we talking it's, about again? Uh, the, the, it's <laughs> the, in Denver, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the gay uh, one. The, yeah, the like gay, at, at a bar called like, Q-Tip or something. Yeah, yeah. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> the Q-Tip. The Q-Tip. Um, yeah, that, the, the biggest thing about that one to me was... I think I, I think I sent you this video, but like there's there's a there's a there's an extended interview of the guy's dad, um, yeah, which is uh, really compelling. Just as an interview, even if like you didn't know anything about what was going on, this guy is like a like a recovering meth addict, and like the way he talks, and like he's also an ex porn star. Oh and, yeah, uh, we know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the the guy's dad, and he's a uh, at one point, he says, like, uh, he heard that his son did this. And then he was like, I heard it was at a gay club. And I was like, oh, shit, is he gay? And then I found out he's not. So I was like, ooh, okay, that's good. <laughs> so that was his first okay. impression. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, at least he's not gay. <laughs> yeah, it was like a drag show or something, right? Like, that was the whole... I, I think so. Yeah, it sounds right. That was going on that night, you mean? Yeah, and then I feel like the whole thing that really caught me off guard like i wasn't really shocked by like a shooting i wasn't shocked that there was like the whole groomer narrative or like it was about like drag queens or trans people or whatever mm. what shocked me what kind of like got me to stop and think was like when i saw an article about the shooter being non-binary <laughs> mm. and that like that's what finally got me. I was like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Um, that's besides, a, I, yeah. Go ahead. Besides that. Besides, okay, so the dad is like a meth head porn star. Mm. And then his grandpa is like a politician. Like a Republican yeah. politician. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, the whole story makes like no sense to me. And it's crazy. And it's crazy that like the whole groomer thing is like actually turning into physical events. I don't know. Yeah, that's um, a, that makes me think of like them them uh, reporting him as the the shooter as non-binary is yeah. uh, that reminds me of the the like David DePabe coverage, who's the Pelosi hammer guy, who like oh there you know once once the media like goes searching for like a uh, like a political motive they end up finding these kind of uh they they find contexts that like are complex and like difficult and you can't like explain it very well that way so like they don't get good headlines about it and it all gets kind of a uh, mixed up you know like this guy was the pelosi guy was like you know part of seemingly like an ultra left like part of like you know an autonomous zone guy like living mm. in a van like with his you know super like radical wife or something and uh, then ends up doing this like totally like opposite political thing um and it sounds like mm, i don't know i what what's say more about what you mean by what what's the what's the story with the 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 colorado person uh being non-binary what does that have to or what did you read well, about it was like it was like a couple days after the shooting and it was like during like i don't know some legal thing 
he like declared i think his lawyer declared that he was a non-binary person right and Mm. just like my thing was like i wasn't sure whether or not to even believe it just seemed too crazy to believe to me i don't know maybe that's wrong on my part i i seem so like shocked that the only thing i can do is like just pretend everything's not real at this point like kanye and this but um um it's yeah and i i it why does like, it, what do you mean why does it seem why does it seem not real i don't think i know what you mean i don't know why it just seems so like like i don't know if there was any record of him like identifying as non-binary beforehand and it just seemed kind of uh, like one of those things where it's like oh like as if it's caught, uh, and, and now it's like he's like it's a way you know, of getting away from like hate crime charges or something hate crime charges are like i feel like shooters are all just trolls now it's crazy so like mm. Maybe trolling us, but on the other hand, like I feel like not like being non-binary would totally fit the narrative because you never know what those guys are gonna do. Like, <laughs> they could wear a dress, they could wear a shirt, they could shoot something up. Like, you never know. It's crazy. <laughs> never know what direction yeah. they're gonna come from. Every day is different with them. Yeah, he. Uh, totally. I saw. I saw that the he did get charged with like a hundred different counts of like hate crime or something like that just recently so i don't know how yeah. we'll see he'll really he'll, he'll probably have to show up to court and address to uh really uh get rid of all hundred of those now if he's gonna oh, he's his face he's gonna have to ride non-binary pretty far for this uh yeah i mean did you see like the mug shots he got like Mm-mm. like a, a, i mean like a drag queen like stunt or i guess it was a trans woman um mm. a trans woman like stomped oh yeah feet. yeah mm-hmm. yeah like some with, military like, high heel yeah yeah, yeah the military looked, guy like tackled him bad. and uh, he horrible yeah it sounds like they're just beating on him i mean they beat him into submission like until yeah. the cops can so yeah <laughs> which is that's like what you get. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I feel like we don't get that with shootings a lot so that's pretty interesting yeah yeah that's rare it's a uh, or, it was like at Pulse, everyone just you know. There's a lot of bodies. Lot, yeah. Yeah. Crazy that's stuff. A weird one. I don't know if we've talked about that on here, but uh, that's a that's a weird one because it it still lives on. I feel like it's still definitely going to as like a massive hate crime when yeah. it's like it was not and it was like yeah. reported that way. Like as the like when the trial came up, like major outlets like reported you know like the truth that like this guy didn't know like where he was he uh have we talked about this before i don't think so maybe maybe i don't think we ever have no um yeah this guy uh you know from his wife's testimony and you know from everything else that like was presented at trial this guy he had his plan for this uh this like shopping mall near like where he lived in orlando yeah and then and then in the last days like he decided that they had too much security so he just like found (laughs) so he just decided to find like a place where there'd be a lot of people so he like you know found a nightclub near that place near the shopping mall Mm -hmm. and he didn't and by like by all accounts he didn't even know that this was like uh like a gay bar like like a a gay gay nightclub yeah and uh and 
it was reported like after like when all that came out but then like was forgotten about and now when this colorado thing came back up like in every single article pulse is cited as like oh, yeah. you know this is like comes on the heels you know like years after the worst like you know uh gay hate crime in history like it's just like there's amnesia like people like forgot that yeah or like eh, you know they they choose to like remember it a certain way because it was presented that way at the beginning yeah pulse is still like a really big deal here i would say like mm. um orlando like pride is like a thing like just like the idea of like not just like the gay pride thing but like it's like oh like i totally forgot until orlando. like right now that that's you right there <laughs> but sorry or, yeah i and, live there yeah. it's crazy yeah. <laughs> i lived here um yeah. yeah i remember i remember waking up the morning um after the pulse shooting and i i was sleeping over at my my like friend's house and we also had like like our gay friend staying with us and he like like my friend's mom she like came in and she was like there was a shooting at a gay club last night and like 50 people died and my gay friend mm. like threw up like he just like threw Whoa. up and clap. it was crazy yeah he's really dramatic <laughs> um that is dramatic <laughs> yeah and Damn. it's like cool it's one of those things where you, you can't put, like puke on command so you know it was for real um mm. yeah <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, like, still, like, a pretty big deal here, and, like, I don't know, like, IMO, like, the idea that he, like, accidentally showed up at a gay bar makes a lot of sense, because, like, I feel like there's so many gay bars in Orlando, like, Orlando's really mm-hmm. gay. Okay. Um, It's, like, the third most trans city in America, behind, like, San Francisco and New York, so, like, ah. that's, like, the vibe here. It's a very, very gay city. I feel like if you walk into a random bar, there's like a 50-50 chance of it being gay. Mm. So I, I buy it. I buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> Can't it's, speak uh, for uh, Denver or wherever, though. No, Denver weirdly does... Denver and Colorado seems like to be like a hot spot of shootings for some reason, but yeah. it's, uh, it's hard to they say have the legal weed. It's the weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the, the weed. weed. People think the weed is mellowing the population out. It's doing the opposite. I don't know. Have you ever met a mellow stoner? They're really chaotic, actually. Um, you know what? Yes, I have. I feel like uh, I feel like I I definitely grew up with like a lot of. Don't answer that. (laughs) Um, there's yeah, there's we we just haven't uncovered the uh the dark truth behind uh behind the weed uh bringing yeah. about shootings real. I, I think, think i think weed like makes people mad honestly every stoner i've ever met has like an anger problem yeah it just makes me paranoid and like anxious i like i've never liked it very much i yeah i don't it it's one of those things where i smoked it as a teenager for so long mm. because literally everybody did yeah and then that was when kind i was of, yeah yeah, and I was an adult, and I was finally like, "Wait, this kind of sucks, and I hate it, and I've never liked it actually." So I don't know why I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so I stopped. Yeah, it and took me a like while to like. Yeah. yeah before I kind of came to the same understanding, where I was like, "I don't." You guys can all do this, but uh, 
I don't need to. I, uh, uh, oh yeah, I was thinking, I guess the Colorado thing is sort of because, like, they have the, like, OG shooting of Columbine there. Oh, so yeah. Maybe, maybe they're just, like, is a dark energy that lives on in Colorado. And I forgot that was in like, Colorado. Columbine is, yeah. like, it, like, transcends state in my mind. It's just not even, it's barely a real place. Mm. I don't know that how is. to explain that. <laughs> it's, like, legendary. It's crazy. It's, like, 9-11, yeah. like. Yeah, it's the way the towers aren't there anymore. It's just like it could have happened anywhere, honestly. Nine <laughs> Eleven could have happened anywhere. Nine Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So, or grooming or whatever, right? Yeah. The uh, we should. Oh yeah, we should. <laughs> we should move to uh to Balenciaga <laughs> now that uh. The groomer, yeah, the groomer discourse yeah. is really, really heating up right now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, what uh, uh I feel like, yeah, well, what do you, what do you have to say on the whole uh, Balenciaga thing? I, I feel like it's just like crazy, like satanic panic is back, like, mm. like it's like crazy to me that like I, I saw like a post earlier where someone was freaking out because like Kylie Jenner had like a photo shoot and i think she was like covered in blood or something and people were like now that we're on the topic of balenciaga and satan let's talk about kylie jenner's photo shoot here and it's just like mm. crazy this is like i don't know i i i think like the whole q pizzagate like discourse is reaching its like ultimate like it, it's hitting like mainstream like levels of just insanity where like it's mm. on tv or like my mom is like talking about it yeah everyone is on board with like and condemning yeah yeah and it's just like it, it i i just don't buy it and like do um, i think it was like a good <laughs> idea to have like a kid in that picture like no but like do i think it was part of something bigger like also no like yeah, I don't know. I went, you know, I uh, I looked into it a little bit, and I kind of went through different, uh, different like feelings, like during like learning more about it. There's so one thing is that like there's a uh, legitimate like idea on this where so I used to like I used to work in uh, like uh, like the art world and they're you know when they put together like stuff for for like doing for like a photo shoot a lot of times there's like no thought put into it right yeah they just like have all of the stuff and they throw it all together and once it's uh once yeah. it's there like you know everyone sort of decides like okay that looks good now we can go and uh and they do it and there's not much thought and so my first like reaction to like after looking at all that stuff was like, you know, this is like an assignment that like this photo person, you know, this photographer and this like, you know, whatever team for Balenciaga had to do, they had an idea and they just like threw it together and they're like, okay, this looks good. Take the picture. Um, yeah. And so that was my first like reaction is that there's usually even less than meets the eye for like art photo shoots and for like fashion shoots and stuff. It's really just like very much, you know, surface level and they just want it to look good. But then there's also, 
they're actually, you know, looking into it more, like, there actually was a lot of planning done for that. Like, there, you know, there's the thing of they printed out all of those really specific, like, you know, uh, uh, like cool. child pornography, like, uh, yeah, documents. That was, well, that's the um, one thing that was really, like, even that yeah. kind of made my ears twitch. I was like, what's going on yeah. there? Like somebody, somebody like knew like what the uh, shoot was about, and they like wanted to like push a little further, or uh, you know. Well, it's, I, it's, I, yeah. I think the legal paperwork was like in a totally different photo shoot. Was the thing? It was like in one for mm -hmm. like a the Adidas collaboration. I think it was like underneath the Adidas bag, yeah. which is like crazy. Um. I don't know. Um, it's it's two different shoots. It's like I don't know. It's two campaigns. Okay. I feel like if there's a repeat problem, I don't know. But I yeah, I also it's... don't buy the whole like I, I don't buy the whole like skitzed out like Satan narrative like. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I guess the the one big thing was like they were you know they were like holding teddy bears that had uh, they were in bondage outfits. Yeah, right? they had like and, leather uh, on. Yeah, so I can understand like uh like a uh, like super family people like seeing that and uh, you know drawing some outrage about it. Yeah, but the, but the thing is like it, it's true that it doesn't really. Mm, yeah, like it's only what it sort of suggests that. Uh, like no, no one ever. It seems like there's there's something to be followed about it that no one ever follows about. Like, what what does it mean? Like, a, what is that? I don't know. What is that? What is that saying as like an image for like to be out there? Like, uh, I think I think most like reasonable people agree that it doesn't. Um, it doesn't infer like any kind of conspiracy. Like, it doesn't. Uh, you know those pictures being taken like it doesn't mean that there's you know that there's a dungeon under comet ping pong or whatever yeah. right? like uh it uh but no one ever like i don't see people i see a lot of outrage but i don't see people talking about just like plainly like what does it mean to uh you know put like images like that out there and like why is that something that like we don't want to see there's not a lot of like just like a reasonable like uh talk about that or something no i i think a big problem is like when i first saw like people talking about like oh there are teddy bears because i saw i'm like i follow balenciaga i see all their campaigns like i'm i'm aware <laughs> of what's going on like mm. i've i've procured some balenciaga in my time mm. um and when I first saw the campaign, like, before anything, like, when it was just sincerely being posted, like, it never, like, struck me as, like, the teddies were wearing, like, bondage gear. And I think, like, part of the problem is, like, if you know anything about, like, gays right now or whatever, like, like, I feel like, especially in, like, the past couple years, I feel like, like, undergarments and essentially like fetish gear have become really normalized like mm. celebrities have worn harnesses on red carpets like yeah, like it's, it, yeah. it's it's become like and I, I mean women are just wearing like lingerie as 
shirts now. Like that's like a thing, and like I've seen that. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh... and it's it, it's like corset tops. It's it's literally just like a little piece of lace, like covering like their like you know it's crazy and. <laughs> Yeah, I had a friend who recently started doing that, and like, it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't work for her, and I like can't say anything about it. It's like, <laughs> it's I like weird. I, it was one of those things where I didn't realize how weird it was until I saw my mom talk about it. My mom was like, "She's just wearing underwear," and I was like, "I guess it kind of is, isn't it?" <laughs> like, the it really mom... is just underwear. <laughs> I feel like the mom is like a theme for us. Uh, today so far, the mom yeah, being mom, bellwether for for culture keeps somehow. Keep me grounded. Keep me grounded. <laughs> <laughs> keeps me grounded. Yeah. I don't know what's going on until my mom tells me. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like I I just feel like undergarments and essentially like fetish gears become really really normalized over the past decade. So like the first time I saw the teddy bear wearing like leather straps, I wasn't even like that's bondage gear. I was like, Oh, it's wearing like leather, like a leather harness. Like just like mm. all the like guys I've seen for the past five years wearing leather harnesses in public. Mm. Like Sam Smith. Like, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. Sense, it's like the gay, I guess they're non-binary. It's just a musician. Um, okay. I don't know. That was like my thing. And then on top of that, like I also like I feel like I saw some people say stuff like, "Oh, like what boardroom approved this?" And I'm like, if I'm being honest, I don't think any boardroom even saw this. Like it's like mm. it, there's not like 10 people at Balenciaga and then they all like stamped on the paper that was like, "Yes, let's put out this picture." You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's like one person in charge of a photo shoot. Yeah, it's like, like a team of like a photographer and like two other people and they It's like the photographer has a manager that has a manager that has a manager that has like another manager and it's like I don't think, you know, the hierarchy is like all colluding to put ball on a piece of tape you know i don't think i don't know and they, they're like suing like apparently like they're trying to sue the people who procured like the props for the photo shoot and they're like why would they i, I don't it's just crazy and and i think they backed out of the suit too which is like mm. okay yeah I, I pretty much only saw that there was a lot of a. Uh um a lot of like quick apologizing and like uh you yeah know, saying like oh this was wrong like from everyone involved and they just like took everything down which uh well, it was, yeah yeah it makes sense for like a fashion place to do that they're like the last people who are going to uh i don't know like uh take a stand like of that kind it's all very like disposable for like shoots and stuff like that yeah it's one of those things where like People went in on Balenciaga, and it, people went in on um Kim Kardashian too. Actually, mm. like I saw a lot of people talking, like, "Okay, what's Kim gonna say?" Because Kim wears like a lot of Balenciaga or whatever, and she even had to put out her own apology, basically, even though she didn't do anything but wear some like uh, dresses, just for uh, um being associated. Well, yeah, because she like walked the runway in like the couture show or whatever, and. She mm. wears Bloodstock like all the time, mm. and it's crazy because like Kim didn't 
even do anything except wear a couple garments, like, and she had to put out an apology, which she definitely didn't need to, and even still, like, people were like, her kids need to be taken from her, like, obviously this is a Mm. lie, Like, like, she didn't actually condemn Balenciaga, and it's like, with, like, these kinds of people, like, it doesn't matter if you apologize or not, they're still gonna hate you, so you might as well just not apologize, in my opinion, like, Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like they believe what they want to believe. Like even if Balenciaga proved without a shadow of a doubt that they had like no idea what was going on in this photo, and they were just stamping on it because it looked edgy and was crazy. It was like ooh, a kid wearing it, like holding a teddy bear with like a leather strap on it. Like that's crazy. Um, I don't know. It's like people make up their minds and people believe like apparently like Demna Vesalia is like an agent of Satan or whatever because he's like a gay Russian. Mm, yeah, he he's the one who put together the like yeah. shoot, right? Yeah. Well he's yeah. like the creative director of Balenciaga, which is Okay. It like comes around the Kanye thing because Kanye was actually wearing the jacket he was wearing was like Vetma or vet i don't know i'm not french but like yeah which was also like demna's thing before balenciaga oh uh. it's 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 interesting it all comes around <laughs> you're, rumors you're, uh, you're connecting the dots you're doing rumors the, uh... and balenciaga <laughs> and demna gay russians you're uh yeah you're you're seeing through it all connecting the dots and uh yeah maybe Satan the heart of the controversy <laughs> could be you never know that's a you know, I think that's the thing that uh, that Kanye was saying during some of these interviews. He said that uh, this was something I don't know if I've ever heard before. He was mm-hmm. like that uh, that Satan is responsible for a third of everything that happens on Earth, and that God is responsible for two thirds. That was a kind of a compelling idea. Mm. What do you What do you think of that? I want to know what you think of that. Um, I think, maybe not the exact uh, numbers, but. <laughs> I think uh, I think that sounds about right. It's yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that's you know, it's a it's a good thing to say when you want to remind people that there is evil afoot, um, and maybe not in a lot of other situations. Um, I don't know. It's a it makes sense. I uh, I don't find much like in particular to apply it to but it was a yeah i don't yeah. know it's like a compelling concept i think I mean, he's using it like in uh, i don't know what the i don't know what the context for him was i mean he was probably just talking about like his own <laughs> trials and stuff so he talks about god was, he talks about god a lot and he talks about himself a lot um um i think yeah. i i think that's like an interesting way to look at it i don't know if satan is like capable of because the way i like think of things for the most part is like god will always prevail like the light will always like come out on top Mm -hmm. and i just i don't see a world where satan has like any real sway that Mm -hmm. isn't allowed to him by god if that makes sense like yeah yeah that's uh... i just i don't 
if if Satan could do things on Earth that God did not want to happen to begin with, I just it it would completely destroy my understanding of God. And I I don't mm-hmm. know, like if Satan's being allowed to influence a person due to that person's shortcomings, like is that really an act of satan or is that an allowance by god to you know i don't know and i i I do think i think it's definitely the the answer is that it's an allowance by god yeah and it's like like, god lets satan do certain things but god always has you know the ultimate power over satan well of course and i mean in the end it's up to you who to like you know it's the two wolves (laughs) or whatever (laughs) yeah um (laughs) I don't know. I just, if you want to do good things, you're allowed to do good things. Satan's never going to make you do something you don't want to. You know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, I don't think there's, I don't think anyone on Earth is like a bot that's like an agent of Satan. And like, they're, I, I don't know. Like, if if they're doing anything that's not God's will, that's like, yeah, I think I think the idea is that the, when you fall into like uh, away from God's will and into Satan's, that uh, it's always that it's your own will that like led you there. Like no, uh, exactly. You uh, you know, you you willed it yourself. Like you you made the choice to like you know step away from the light, and uh, you have the choice to you know step back into it uh yeah you know it's you're not just uh pulled you know to and fro by satan's whims like you walked into satan's lair in the first place of course and, uh, yeah and you can always go back you know yeah exactly honestly yeah that's a bad thing too though that's like a you can you can get too wrapped up in just knowing that too if you like let yourself know if you're like oh i can always come back to this i'm on like my on my bad thing right now but like i'll come back to god at some point that's like a its own kind of trap oh yeah it's really dangerous um sinning and like keeping in mind like you'll be forgiven for that sin is pretty messed up and in my mind it's almost forgivable like yeah um, yeah, that's a bad way to go about uh, things. It's it's definitely a slippery slope or whatever. Yeah. Um. We got uh, so uh, we still have Idaho too to talk. About. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that, going uh, on in Idaho? <laughs> um, I think I think uh, nothing basically. Uh, I think uh, it seems like. <laughs> The the more, you know, the weeks yeah. go on, it seems like it's a case that's just never going to get solved. I'm like, depending on how much, yeah, yeah, depending on how much the police department and, like, FBI and everybody are, you know, actually, like, saying everything about it. It seems like it's not actually, it might just be a case that stands out and, like, never gets solved or, like, gets solved in 20 years or something. Yeah, so... It's going to be one of those, like, unsolved mystery shows. Just, like, I, it was, like, a house of, like, five... Was it, like, a frat house, a sorority house? Or, like, was it just um, an old house? There were like, six people that lived there, and it yeah. was... 
it was yeah it was like greek life adjacent i think like yeah um, if there's that many num- people in it. yeah like a number of them were in like different like fraternities and sororities there um or like were you know had lots of friends there it was part of that like community but it was uh sort of just like a <laughs> out of a it was like a you know an off campus party house or something you know it was like mm. uh, outside of the uh yeah, those main places, and yeah, a uh, a horrific murder happened in the middle of the night. It's like a stabbing, right? Like yeah, which is pretty messed up. Like I, I would be much more scared of a knife than a gun, honestly. It's uh, it's a bit more mean? visceral. Like it's getting well, it's stabbed scary, to death. It's scary to think like, about. Yeah, it's a yeah, so it's just more to fight off a knife attack. It's more hectic and like gory than getting shot because you get shot and it's like okay i fall over and there's a puddle of blood as long as it's not like a gun with a giant bullet that like blows a hole in me mm-hmm. but like getting stabbed to death like the guy is like right like you can shoot someone i believe in like maybe like kind of get detached emotionally but if you're willing to walk up and stab someone to death you've got to be really committed to the whole murder thing yeah, that's that's what makes it so chilling. Like the case itself is that like this person like walked into this big, you know, house and with just a knife, like him and a knife. Yeah. And he went around to like a bunch of different rooms and killed four different people. And in the, the thing middle is of the night. Like, Yeah, and how do you not wake someone if I was getting stabbed to death, I mean, I, obviously, I don't know what happened, but, like, I would like to yeah. believe I could do some screaming, maybe some flailing, you know, right, a little, right. a little fighting for my life. That's why, I think that's why, like, the police and sort of, like, one of the prevailing ideas is that this guy, like, knew them or, like, was stalking yeah. them or something because they figure that he had to have known that, you know, they were, like, all pretty much wasted and that that kind of thing would be more easy to do like just to walk in there and like you know stab them all to death if they're all like drunk and like yeah of course. Out. but and so that makes sense but like even still knowing that there's like there's still just like so much that could go wrong that this that it just makes you imagine like the type of like psychopath this guy probably is like in but, idaho uh, of all places <laughs> why in idaho what do you mean it's like i don't know like what's in idaho <laughs> like, uh not a lot i, got to, I guess that's what made land, him drove really crazy huh there's just nothing to do he was a they think Except he was probably a, <laughs> they think he was probably a hunter like a oh yeah that uh yeah that um somebody that's who really yeah somebody who was like familiar with like you know, cutting up like animal carcasses and stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I listened to I heard it on NPR actually. Um, <laughs> uh, Chloe when, in her NPR era. Yeah, they were talking about Idaho, and my ears twitched, and it was like they've basically just like told all the kids they're like, yeah, like if you don't want to come back, that's cool, <laughs> and like yeah people like they didn't do like exams like at all and like Mm. (laughs) everyone's just getting passed that year for like just sheer like trauma like i don't know it's Mm -hmm. really crazy 
Yeah, that's a that's totally understandable. I feel like, uh, yeah. Although I bet, like into like next semester, if like nothing is like changed in the case, that people students will probably still just like come back. It, uh, yeah, of course. Maybe I'm like, yeah. It's after a while. It's sort of a. It's just so scary. Even, it's weird how things like even things as serious and big as something like that have sort of like an expiration date in the uh like public consciousness yeah like, after a while it's sort of like it happened and like you know now it's over and i feel like after like a few months like the town sort of just goes back to normal even if nobody's caught that's probably kind of presumptuous of me since i've never lived in like a place where that's happened but i, I kind of i think that's new york well <laughs> well that's There's different crimes yeah, happening that's, uh, outside your window every night bro that's true that's a different kind of thing yeah that's a shootings do not uh, rock the small town of new york uh, every day and, uh, chinatown yeah when you when you walk yeah. outside and you smell that open like air fish market yeah nothing will ever like rattle you right <laughs> yeah it really hardens you over time that's right <laughs> the uh all the bodies packed in close together um yeah oh man yeah i saw that i don't know that... if... go ahead oh uh, i was gonna say if there's like a murderer in my town i would simply move i would like get out of there mm. um I, uh, I, just, I would not entertain that that just reminded me of uh there was there was one one time on the subway i like uh i was like sitting there and someone came running through like uh you know one of like the other cars mm. and they were they were like in a panic and they were saying something and then they like ran out like it was like the train was stopped and then like they ran out they like were like on the side of the car and they're running and they they said something about like a guy with a knife but it was just that person and then like they were gone and then like a moment later like this guy who was like six foot five like walked through the same door and he was just like <laughs> looking just like totally crazy and yeah. walking just like slowly like with like dead eyes i don't know if he had a knife but like it was it was like the sketchiest like <laughs> i don't know so something about that like uh, experience like stayed with me i was like oh this is a guy who like just stabbed somebody and now he's like looking for another victim or something i mean like i perspectively yeah. kind of like that was my idea i just yeah. kind of like watched him walk by me i was like maybe so is this the knife guy or like and all the know, women on like the car were by. like all the women on the car were like oh my gosh he's so tall <laughs> wow <laughs> he's got like a neck tattoo that says i kill people yeah <laughs> what did you do wow mm. you really scared that guy huh <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah that's kind of a dumb story no um, it's, it's great new york's great yeah um in orlando i don't got a lot of stories like that it's just uh bad drivers and they're doing what, like what, a they yeah. just announced a new thing like adams like has a new thing where they're gonna cops are gonna have more leeway to do things like uh or like to, oh, yeah. uh, to take to take people who are like 
acting crazy on the subways out and like put them in a hospital or something. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows what it's going to look like yet, but yeah, who knows what that's actually like going to like look like, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the plan is they're just going to Adam's, Adam's yeah. just like tough on crime, right? That's like his bet. He's doing that right now. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh... yeah, I don't know. I think there's sort of a thing too, where that it's not, there's not actually any real like uptick in crime, but there's the perception of that there. So yeah. Adams is responding to it regardless. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like the idea of there being crime is worse than there actually being crime. Like, yeah, it's easy socially, to get like, fear out there. If, if people are afraid to go outside, but there's no crime, I feel like that's worse than if people were excited to go outside and there was crime. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, I think the weird thing... It really people. Yeah, I think the weird thing about it is that, like, when when some especially heinous things happen, then naturally the impression that there's more crime going on, like, arises in people because of the nature of, like, that, like, ugly crime even yeah. if the numbers aren't there, because just people aren't, like, rational like that, like, when a really, no, like, ugly sure. things happen, you know? Um, yeah, if there's, like, a bunch of crazy crimes, but it's, like, those are the only crimes, it'll feel like there's way more than that, because, like, yeah. if someone's doing something this crazy, imagine what's going on that I haven't heard about, you know? Yeah. I don't know, New York's also just New York. It's, like, even if there were no crimes you'd still see like people in crisis or whatever all the time and, like yeah <laughs> yeah that's a that's definitely a staple of it's just new like, york experience i don't know like new, i don't know it's new york people think you're yeah. a prostitute if you're dressed completely normal and you have to be like no mm. <laughs> just a girl <laughs> <laughs> um What's a okay? I want to. I want an RCIA update. What's the what's oh, yeah. going on? Yeah. Well, it's Advent now, folks. Pretty mm-hmm. exciting stuff. <laughs> We're in Advent season. Great songs. A yeah. lot of awesome movies. We've got the kids watching Veggie Tales, and we were we like <laughs> talked about the um, Annunciation and stuff. Mm. Uh, okay. Week we had Thanksgiving off. Okay. So. I had like a it, it, the thing about like not going to church that's so crazy. Like if you don't go to church or if like you don't go to RCIA for a week, like it seems like oh I just didn't go this week, but like it means you haven't gone for two weeks because like <laughs> you've got Sunday and then there's the next Sunday that's seven days, but you didn't go to church that day and then there's another seven days. That's crazy. That's half a month. Mm. Like, yeah, I needed that yeah. and so. Going back felt really good. It was the first RCIA class of like Advent Annunciation, mm. and um, we talked about uh, we talked about like the liturgical calendar and stuff, mm-hmm. which is really cool because that's the kind of stuff like I'm into. I guess it's like kind of autistic. Like I remember yeah, really early no, I like on. That too. It's a yeah. talking about how there's like Advent and then ordinary time and Lent and stuff like yeah. that and it was yeah. like when when i first was talking to like a deacon pete my bro um 
before RCI even started, I was like, are there going to be any, like, classes on, like, church history or anything? And he was like, oh, no, nothing that serious. Nothing like that. Like, um, like we'll have, like, maybe a day or, like, a packet on it or something. But, you know. Mm. It I sounds think, like, like he didn't he didn't know that you were trying to say that you want oh, to learn no, about he, that. I think he, I was I think he thought I was scared of it being too yeah. cool like but I'm like I was the kid that liked taking the FCAT. Like I love standardized testing. Like, yeah. I, yeah, he like, took it the opposite and he thought you were saying something else. No, I'm I think yeah. I'm really autistic. Please can we learn about church history? <laughs> like, right. Um I really ate this up. They gave me like a whole like poster to hang on my wall of like the calendar. And it's so sweet. And yeah, is it I, I kind of remember those. Do they put it still like all in a circle like that? In a big circle, yeah. It's like yeah. I, I always a, really liked that too. It has like I liked oh, yeah. how I liked learning about like a, how like ordinary time is green and like so the priest will wear green during that and then like there's yeah, the different colors for like exactly. a, yeah there's like I purple like the i love the i like third. the candles of like lent yeah and yeah. the third um sunday of like advent mm. they wear like rose garments vestments which is so cute it's like they're wearing like mm. millennial pink like it's crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm. so that's gonna be dope to see yeah, and, yeah. Which is awesome. I've been yeah. having a really, really good time with God lately. Advent. Um, I'm going to be in a city for New Year's Eve, which is kind of crazy. Okay. Are you, is it like a, it's all like set? It's for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to awesome. be there for the whole month. Okay. Which I thought was going to happen, but someone bailed. Um, mm. But... I'll be there for New Year's, so I'm really excited to, you know, rock in the new year in the greatest city on earth or whatever. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, we're going to have to, like, uh, yeah. yeah. We're going to talk later and figure something out. Yeah, yeah, out. for sure. Um, do, you have any, do you have any plans for Christmas? Are you, like... Um, I'm going home... Yeah. For a week. Uh and uh then coming back like right after Christmas. Yeah. So I'll be around here for New Year's. Um Yeah, I'll be yeah, I'm just leaving for like a week. That makes sense. Pretty pretty normal. You don't have any crazy Christmas traditions, do you? Um No, no. 